You're listening to Irish Radio Canada Home and Abroad and resolution time. And it's a resolution can have many meetings. One, a resolution can be when you fix something that is wrong and find a solution to a problem. And it's also that time of the year where many of us look to the future and we say, this is something I want to do in the next 12 months or in the next whenever. And I'm delighted to have Francis Black here with me. Francis is um, a senator in the Senate in Ireland and has a long career in the music industry also. is the mother of Aoife Scott, um, sister of Mary Black. And um, as Francis, thanks a million for coming along. Thanks so much, Austin, and Happy New Year to you and to all of your listeners. And thanks for inviting me on to your, to your show. I'm really delighted to be talking to you. It's brilliant to have you here. And, you know, what we're, as I said, we're focusing on resolutions. And, you know, that word, as I said, it has, it has more meanings than one. Um, hmm. Are you a resolution person? To be really honest, I'm not a big resolution uh, person. Um, I do, you know, I suppose it's, there's always that thing in the back of my head um, but I think for me this time of year is a real personal time of reflection and I find that I do reflect a lot on last year and you know where where I am now and what kind of a year I had last year and how I managed to get through it all um, so there's a lot of reflection time for me now obviously um, you know, with Christmas and the whole food scenario and all of that stuff that, you know, comes with Christmas, I always say to myself, right, I'm going to get back into healthy eating. That just comes, you know, organically. I wouldn't even say it's a resolution, to be honest with you. It just comes organically. It's almost now nearly a habit that I have every January, right? I'm going to start, you know, eating healthy and I walk, go and doing the walk and thing. Now, I do the walk and thing anyway, Austin. So and that's on, on my own personal kind of level but I suppose there's so much uh, goes on in my head at this time of year um, and I found for me this year in particular you know Christmas and the new year was a real real and the whole year actually was a time of reflection for me um, and my life and where I am in my life and you know going forward and what's more important what's most important to me so there's a lot of that thinking going on for me at the moment Austin and you find yourself because of your political career Mm -hmm. being presented Mm -hmm. with um, challenges that people look to you to say can you help us to make Mm -hmm. life better to to help resolve problems Uh, and this has been a particularly challenging year in that respect Exactly, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, there's so many different kind of, um, I suppose, bubbles that I would have, if you know what I mean. Obviously, there's my own personal uh, journey of, of, of ongoing kind of recovery for myself and making sure that I do all the right things to stay healthy, whether it be physically, whether it be mentally, whether it be mo- emotional. And that's really important, obviously, because if I, if I can't do that, then I won't be any good to anybody else, you know. Um, my role as a as a as a mother, as a partner, as a grand as a grandmother, you know, um, as a family member, is very important to me. That's really really important to me. So I do focus a lot on that. Um, and then of course I have um, my work in the Shannon, 
um, which is really important to me. And I have my Rise Foundation work, which is the charitable foundation that I set up. So I do have, I suppose, what I would call goals with regard to my work in particular. Um, now, you might notice that I haven't mentioned much about my music, um, and I probably stepped back a little bit from that. Um, and I do the gigs that I love doing. I'm very lucky that I'm in that position now. So my main focus of gigs at the moment are with Mary Coughlin and Sharon Shannon, and I absolutely adore doing those gigs and performing with those two women. And, and we tend we did a lot of gigs earlier on before before the lockdown this year, last year, you know, um, and hopefully we'll do more when the COVID restrictions lift and, and the vaccine comes in and all of that stuff. We will be working together. So, you know, with regard to my work in the Shannon, yes, I, you know, it was a very tough year for me last year, Austin. Um, obviously, we had an election um, and after the election, then there was a program for government and there were certain issues that I was very passionate about that I fought tooth and nail to try and get on the program for government. Um, some I got, I did pretty well on, some not so well. Um, I also was very focused on setting up um, um, a group, um, a committee, a cross-party Eroctus committee, um, an official one on mental health in, in, in Leinster House, and that was very important to me. And I was elected the chair to that. Um, and mental health, as you know, has always been an area that I'm very, you know, passionate about. Um, you know, I do feel um, politically it's getting a slight, slightly better, but it needs much, much more. Um, so, so that was a good achievement for me. But I feel, I suppose, it was, a, it was, a, it was an exhausting year for me. Um, Emotionally, I suppose, with COVID, um, with the whole change of government, with the whole, it was almost like you're going into a whole new system, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you have to start again, and you have to start again and build up, you know, and it was, it was tough, it was really tough. Um, and, but look, I feel, you know, as I say, I, I've, I've done a lot of reflection over the last probably week or two, and I feel I've recharged my batteries and, I'm really getting focused now on what I want to work on going forward, particularly in the Shannon. Um, homelessness is another area that I'm very passionate about. Um, I'm very passionate about, I suppose, what's happening around Brexit. I'm on the Brexit committee. I'm on so many committees now in, 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 in Leinster House, but I'm on the Brexit committee. I'm also very passionate about the Good Friday Agreement. Um, and I'm, there's a Good Friday Implementation Committee in Leinster House. Um, and I'm I'm on that committee. So and I think Brexit and the Good Friday committee are very closely linked. Um, I'm on the health committee um, in Leinster House. So I'm probably on a little bit too many committees. And then I'm also the chair of the Friends of Palestine group in Leinster House as well. So these are all areas that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, and coming, I suppose, going going into Christmas, it was pretty hectic, and mm-hmm. I, I I kind of my body burnt out, and I you know I got sick the last week, um, and it was only just again how that manifests itself is just through extremely bad migraines and all of that kind of stuff and exhaustion. So I had to take the last week off work, um, but up to that I had been going pretty full on. And then, of course, I have the Rise Foundation, which is my passion, my real mm-hmm. passion in life. So, you know, and I'm, I'm really focused going forward on trying to get sustainable funding because we run fantastic programs. We have an amazing team of brilliant therapists. 
we've a great board. We we work with family members who have somebody they love with an alcohol, drug or gambling problem. Um, you know, because I believe that when addiction comes into the family, the whole family is impacted and everybody needs their own separate recovery. So we work with family members um, and, you know, we have a program, we have an aftercare program, we have a one-to-one service. So it's like any treatment centre, except it's just specifically towards family and it's it's run, we have qualified therapists. So, so Francis, Francis, can I ask you on that, particularly since March, mm-hmm. um, and you talked about mental health, and we know mm-hmm. that um, there has been probably uh, an increase in the use by people mm-hmm. who are addicted, are potentially mm-hmm. addicted, whether it be alcohol or drugs. So mm-hmm. consequently, the ramifications of that are ripple effect mm-hmm. is on the family. Within the RISE Foundation, did you experience much of an increase in demand for your services during the last we nine did. months? Indeed, we did. Um, Particularly after in April, um, myself and my sister Mary and Sharon Shannon and Mary Cochran, we were invited onto the Late Late Show and it was in aid of Pieta House. Um, you know, the whole night was going to be a, don't, you know, a huge kind of campaign to create money for Pieta House, which is a suicide mm-hmm. um, organization here in Ireland. Um, but I, during the, the, the process of the interview with Ryan Tuberty, I talked about the Rise Foundation and, and the work that we do. And with that, then came an influx of people, um, and there was huge. I mean, we weren't able to manage, unfortunately. And again, we don't get government funding. So, you know, to try and manage all of that, and I do really think we have amazing therapists, and it's really important that we try and, you know, pay them what they deserve. They probably don't get enough, but we pay them what we can, um, and they are highly qualified therapists. So, um so that was a huge kind of, we were delighted to be able to do it. We had to cancel our programs, obviously, but our one-to-one service went through the roof, um, particularly with Zoom and phone calls. So, yeah, and it's still the same. There's waiting lists at the moment. And and what, what that means, I suppose, just for your listeners, Austin, is that, yes, there probably is, um, you know, an influx of more people who are drinking, and then it's the impact of people living in that very toxic environment and how, in a way, they can become um, as unhealthy nearly as the person in addiction, if you know what I mean. They mm-hmm. can go down into that very destructive, self-destruct route, you know, and their mental health and their, you know, everything, their, their physical and mental and emotional health can go down the plug hole, feel just like the person in addiction. Um, so rather than them, say, going to the doctor to get, you know, prescribed drugs or whatever, if they can come to us, rise first we we are able to work with them to get them to a point of, of i suppose empowerment you know mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and self-empowerment you know and and to get them into a different way of thinking you know to take their power back not from the person in addiction but from the addiction itself if you know right, what i mean right so um yeah so so then looking forward and i i know you said like you know well you took stock for looking back um did that uh, highlight for you some areas that you've said, yeah, on the Senate side, you have particular goals, objectives you hope to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the RISE mm-hmm. Foundation, likewise, have you um, mm-hmm. a few goals that you're, you're are up there? And, oh, 100%. Um, yeah. So what, what, are there any uh, of those that you'd like to share with us? Well, of course, I, look, sustainable funding would be 
phenomenal for us, you know, that we're not constantly worried about, you know, how we're going to pay our therapist because, you know, almost 98%, actually 98% of our funding goes straight into the services and into the work of the family members and only 2%, I'd say, would go just a little bit on admin. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's our biggest challenge, you know. I mean, even though I'm the, I'm a kind of, I am the CEO of the organisation, but I'm an unpaid CEO, obviously. So, you know, and that it does take a lot. So I'd like to get it to a point where we have sustainable funding, but I'm also looking at, you know, setting up um, new programmes to train up therapists in the work that we do because it is very specified. It's very kind of skilled working with family members, you know. Um, and so we're working at setting up a training program for, for other therapists who have an interest in this. Um, and we're going to be working at going forward starting in January. And what I mean by that is we'll be starting to just work on the program. And we'll probably do our first training program maybe in May of this year. And it will be obviously on Zoom. And um, right. I'd also like to look at probably trying to get some – we haven't worked out a way of doing our – program to Zoom because we're very, very conscious of anonymity mm-hmm. um, and, you know, um, we probably have to get in an expert around that. And again, it's finding that expert with that experience. But we're looking at all of that. And so there's three goals there. It's the training program for therapists, obviously, to do to try and do our programs online, which can be a little bit difficult because RISE stands for recovery in a safe environment. And we have to be sure that it's absolutely watertight when it comes to confidentiality. So we, we're just unsure about that just at the moment. Um, and then obviously sustainable funding. So they're, the three, they're my three goals with regards to the RISE Foundation. Fantastic. What about the granny then? Francis, back to granny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, my beautiful, beautiful grandchildren, two little girls, three and a half and a one and a half year old, they call me Mamo, which is Irish for, for granny. Um, and I think Mamo is a little bit kind of um, less old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound as old when they call me mum. Mum, but do you know what? I tell you, they are the light of my life. I, you know, and people used to say to me, you know, other people who would have had grandchildren would say to me, you know, oh my God, wait till you, you know, wait till you have grandchildren. It's just the most unbelievable feeling in the world. And they were so right. You know, um, like today I was able to meet my son and his daughter in the park, um, obviously masked and everything, but just to see her, you yeah. know, uh, and walking in the park and playing on her scooter and, you know, it was amazing. So, yeah, we're we're very, very blessed, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And, um, you know, it, it probably is the one joy of my life that I enjoy the most, you know. So you said there you didn't talk much about your music, but I am going to ask you, because we're going to wrap up. Is there a piece of music that you'd like to share that uh, we uh, wrap up with? I suppose, you know, the first song that always comes to my mind when I'm asked that, and, I, you know, I don't know why this is, but the, the title track of my first album is a song called Talk To Me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, written... By I think it was written by Nancy Griffith, but I'm not sure about that. I think it was written by Nancy Griffith. She co-wrote it. Um, and I just love, I think it's probably because, for me, I've learned over the last 30 years of my life, communication is so important, you know, um, connecting, connection with people, 
is so, so important. Um, and it is the thread of, of light between people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, where you, when you connect with somebody on a, on, a, on a level, whether it be through politics, whether it be through the Rise Foundation, whether, whether it be through music, whatever way it is, it's what it's what is empowers me and what makes me feel good. So the words talk to me while I'm listening now. This song is a beautiful, beautiful song. It is a song of lost love, um, and it's almost like this woman knows that she's losing her beautiful partner, her loved one, whether it be to illness, whether it be to just heading off or whatever. But she's asking him to talk, to come back and talk to me and tell me what's going on. Um, and she's just going through all the memories in her in her life with this beautiful person. So I think for me it's still this 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 number. And I this is like I recorded this back in 1993. So you're talking, you know, 20 odd years ago. So it's more, nearly 27 years ago. So a long time, but it's still. And it was the first. It was on my first album, and it's the title track for my first album. Francis Black, thanks very much indeed, and wishing you family and extended family a very happy new year. Gormahakut, and happy new year to you and your listeners, Austin.